All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Effort Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, Jason Klebel. On today's episode, we have Scott Panchik. Now, if you've been in the CrossFit space for a while, you definitely know who Scott is. Scott's an OG. He's been in the game forever. He's been extremely dominant, done incredible things at the CrossFit Games. We dive into a variety of different things. What his training is like currently. What it was like training with Rich Froning and Team Mayhem out there in Tennessee. And how he shifted his mindset from being an individual competitor to a team competitor back to individual. Having a baby, having a family. He's got a lot going on. I really enjoyed talking to him. It fired me up for where he's at, and I can't wait to watch him compete at the CrossFit Games here in the near future. Before we dive into the episode, I just want to remind you, if you have not checked out the NC Fit app, you got to check it out. On-demand workouts, four daily workout options, integrated music from our friends at Fit Radio. It is amazing. Go check out NC Fit app. Now, let's dive into an incredible episode with Mr. Scott Panchik. Let's go. You just got done training. What did training look like for you? Because we just got on the phone and here you are. You're still at the gym. It's seven o'clock at your time. What did you do today? What was the training like? Yeah, so uh, this is kind of the first week of games training. So uh, Monday actually started off as just a kind of a, a, a wake up call that after taking a week off of, <laughs> I, told, I told my wife, I felt like someone just like, punched me in the stomach and, and rolled me down a hill after, after Monday. So like, it's finally Wednesday, things are starting to shape up. I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Um, this morning we started off with some intervals of double unders, burpees and squat snatches. Um, got in a little strength afterwards with some deadlifts and then, uh, a little bit of gymnastics kind of skill work. And then this evening was some biking intervals and sled pushes. So it was, uh, you know, kind of, back to the grind and uh, trying to, to build up that volume that uh, we'll need to have for the games. Dude, I love it. So you just qualified for your, let me get, is it, is it ninth or 10th? So this will be my ninth year as an individual. Last year we qualified as a team, but obviously didn't get to go. So it's, uh, it's like a nine and a half. It's, a, it's like a nine and a half. Yeah. <laughs> nine and a mulligan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, congratulations, man. Huge accomplishment. You know, I was looking at your, um, and I knew this, but I just was looking at it just for the heck of it on the game side. I was looking at your performances and dude, you've been super consistent um, for the most part, right? It looks like 2017 was a little bit of an off year, but for the most part, I mean, dude, you've been top 10, a lot of great finishes at the games. And so I'm curious, you just came off a big, um, for lack of a better term, it's uh, quarterfinal, right? Or no, semifinal, excuse me. Semifinal. Yep. Semifinal. And you just came off a great performance there. Now you're leading the game. So how is training, how is training looking leading the semifinals? And then how is it going to look a little bit different leading the games? Cause we're like, what, maybe a couple months out from the games. And so what are, yep. what are the, like, what's the, we'll start with the physical shift. And then I guess we can talk about the mindset shift too. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. So back in 2019, that was my last year as an individual. And I stepped away from individual to go team. And the, the big reason for that was one, I, I felt like I had gotten as, as, as good as I could get on my own. Now, now don't get me wrong. I had some great coaches along the way, but for the most part, I did the majority of my programming for those eight, eight years. And, um, and I just couldn't seem to, to, to put all the pieces together to get on the, on the podium where I wanted to be, but I did feel that I was getting better, 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 better. 
you know, and, and kind of evolving as the sport evolved, even though my placing didn't change a lot, I did feel like I got better. Um, so part of the reason I wanted to go team was there's, there's not a lot of guys that I, I would put my trust in to say, Hey, you know what, I'm going to let you do all the programming. And I just, I'm going to just sit here and I'm going to learn as much as I can and I'm going to get better. And that's what I did in, in, in 2020 is uh, I took the, the programming off my plate. Um, it was a kind of a, a, a tough year for my wife and I, and um, I was right where I was supposed to be when I was supposed to be there. And I felt like being on team allowed me to be present with my, my family. It allowed me to be present with our affiliate during a really tough year. And uh, it also gave me the opportunity to um, be more of an athlete than an athlete and a coach uh, for myself. And I felt like that left me really focused. And I got about halfway through the year and I was like, man, I'm getting better. I didn't, I didn't think I could get any better at, you know, 32 years old. And I'm yeah. like, and, and I'm like, man, it'd be nice to just see what, see what I could do as an individual individual. And this was like probably about three fourths of the way through the year. And after they had canceled the, uh, the team competition and, you know, still at that point, I was like, I, you know, I committed to this team. I want to, I want to go and, you know, win uh, at the CrossFit games with them. And my plan was to come back and then they made the rule change and that, that kind of shifted me um, back into the individual field and uh, gave me the opportunity to come back and, and uh, see where I'm at. Uh, and it, sure enough, this has been the, the best year yet for me uh, with the, the start of the open. I took second uh, quarterfinals. I took second. And then in my semifinals, I took second. So um, I feel fitter than I've ever been. I feel like there was a couple of little missing pieces of the puzzle and I feel like back as soon as I was done in 2019, I mean, I felt like I've, I've been training for the game since, since I left the games in 2019 as an individual. Like, I've been working to get better. I wanted to be the best person on my team. And that team stacked. You that, know, that, stacked. that team stacked. So, like, you know, I had my work cut out for me. And I was pushing, you know, because I wanted to be the, the uh, you know, fittest guy on our team. And I didn't want to at any point let our team down in, in any, um, in any moment in competition. And it really pushed me to be better, um, doing different programming pushed me to be better. And here I am at 33, uh, going into, uh, my 10th year competing in CrossFit and I'm, I'm, I'm Fired pumped. Up, I got, baby. I got a, you know, I had this, I clicked the refresh button in 2019 <laughs> and like, I'm ready to hurt. I'm ready to get after it. Dude, that's so cool, man. And so when you, so I want to touch base on a few things. Um, yeah. Obviously you own a gym, you and your wife had a baby, right? How, mm -hmm. how old, how, when did you guys have a child? Uh, September, right? Right. Last, I think it was last day of September, September okay. 30th. Yeah. And so now you have a new baby, right? Mm -hmm. You have almost, well, coming up on, well, almost, almost a year old, um, maybe, well, like nine, nine months, whatever it is. And then you have yeah. the, the gym right? Which has had this, you know, kind of overcome struggles with COVID, et cetera. And then you started training um, with Rich. So how often did you train with the team in person? And like, what impact did that have kind of being out there in Cookville? Because I've spent some time in Cookville and it yeah. definitely is kind of a different beast. You know, when you're out there in the barn, yeah. it is training literally all day long. And so what was that experience like? And then I want to pivot back, obviously, to fatherhood and the gym and, and whatnot yeah. while you brought it yeah. up you said you hit the refresh button so I want to know what was that like yeah um so for me you know programming early on 
and you know this, like back in 2012, we were, we were kind of the guinea pigs just figuring things out. And it was like, who could, who could figure this out the, the fastest? And there were times I remember I told my brother Saxon, especially I said, do you remember that day we came in the gym? We we're like, Hey, let's do something crazy. Let's work out twice. Yeah, yeah. Let's work out in the morning and then come back and do it again. Uh, so it's interesting to watch the, the sport uh, change and evolve and, um, and, you know, Rich is someone that has always kind of been, I, I, I've always felt like one, one, one step ahead and almost know, knows what that programming and, and what that next step is going to be for as the sport continues to, uh, to evolve. And, um, and I think that's a big reason that he's been successful. He's got a lot of really talented uh, coaches and athletes around him. That's something that's really helped me um, is, you know, having two younger brothers in the sport that, um, you know, both are incredible athletes and just starting their career. Um, you know, they, they left and opened up their own affiliate and then Fisa Gaffey came in another young athlete. So I've been training with a lot of young athletes and I think that might be the, the golden ticket. And you look out there with rich, rich is surrounded by, you know, Haley Adams and a yeah. lot of, a lot, a lot of young people. And I think having young training partners that, are coming in and they're not complaining. They're not sore. They're, I mean, they yeah, it might be a little sore, but they're not, they're, they're not hungry, you know? Yeah. They're not getting out of bed feeling like they needed to spray down with WD 40 to like to get moving for the day. And uh, they're hungry to get in there in, uh, and get after it. So I think, you know, what I found and noticed out there is yes, they get after it each and every day, but they have a lot of people of all shapes and sizes and experience levels, a lot like our affiliate that are just willing to work. And it's, it's pretty awesome to see because it's the same dynamic that I see in our affiliates with our, our members is like, you know, CrossFit scalable. And, um, you know, we can meet the demands of any individual that walks in the door and you go out there and there's people, they're scaling workouts. Someone's doing legless rope climbs. Someone's doing regular rope climbs, you know, lighter barbell, but like, there's just this like uh, respect factor that like everybody's out there and, you know, someone's always in there working, uh, and it, it definitely pushes you and gives you that, that kind of uh, mindset, I think, to come back and, and be ready to grind. And I think my, my time out there, I, I went out, you know, before um, Guadapalooza, before Strength and Depth, we worked with the team. I mean, I worked with the team uh, probably, you know, a, I probably went out three weeks total, like a week before each event. So I didn't have a ton of time with them. So it was really about figuring out how to just, you know, be extremely fit and listen and, uh, you know, kind of roll with the punches there. And I knew that if I could be really fit, no matter how hard it was and how new it was for me, I'd, I'd be more successful the fitter I was. So I, you know, I, that was probably one of my most, um, challenging and highest amount of volume that I put in, in, in a year or two. Um, and, and I think what I learned the most from rich was, you know, I was always an athlete that felt like everything had to be so intense. And I was just like intensity, 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 you know, above all. And I did less. And I feel like, you know, for athletes, I would say if you don't have a lot of time, you can still be very good. You just need to train with a lot of intensity. But if you're someone that has the time, you can train with a little more varied intensity, you know, working, you know, short and fast, long and slow and everything in between. And it, it made me a better coach, made me a better athlete. And it also um, helped me um, bring back that that kind of uh, mentality that uh, 
you know, surround yourself with people that want to work and, and get rid of anyone that wants to whine and complain about being yeah. sore and tired. And so now is Rich doing your programming for the games? So, uh, yes, I'm in a, like a kind of like a group that shares workouts and I'm utilizing a lot of that. So moving forward, after I chose to go individual, I reached out to him and said, Hey, listen, like, you know, that was uh, really helpful this past year having programming to go to, it allowed me to have more time in my day to train. And I was spending less time thinking about what I needed to do. And I was able to do more. So I asked him if he'd be willing to share that program programming with me. So he sends over a lot of the things that they're doing. I, I try to get as, as much of it in as I can. And then I'm also um, this past like six months or so putting in just a few things that I've done in the past as an individual that have helped make me very successful um, in certain areas. So I think that it's a little bit of a hybrid, but you know, for the most part, I am following what, what they're doing. Love it, man. And so, you know, obviously you own a gym, um, COVID strikes, you have a baby and now you're prepping to go to your nine and a half, you know, your ninth game <laughs> as an individual. So, you know, what's your day, what's your typical day look like right now, man? Cause I mean, I look at you and there's a lot of similarities between, I mean, look, I have kids, you have, you know, I mean, it, it just, it starts to take up a lot of your time, especially with the business. So like, what is, how are you segmenting out your training? And then how are you segmenting that out with the family, the business and your fitness? Yeah. So it's definitely a challenge. And if I've learned anything over, you know, the past year is that I got to be selective with what I do and I have to be okay telling people no. And I, you know, in the past, I've been someone that's like, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. And you end up spreading yourself you know, thin across the board and you don't end up doing anything really well. So I've been more selective with the things that I've chosen to take, in, uh, to take on. I have a rock star wife and I can't say it enough. Like I would not, I would not be competing if it was not for her. Like she, like since our little girl Kinsley was born, she took the reins and she said, Hey, like, listen, I want you to be able to continue doing what you, what you love to do. And I want you to do it as long as you can. And I'm here. I'm going to, I'm going to do every, this, this is my heart is what she said. And it's, and I try to remember that like when my workouts are getting challenging and tough, I know she's at home, there's a screaming baby and, you know, she's doing a lot of things at home that, uh, you know, she's out cutting the grass, like things like that so that I can get a second training session in and, um, don't get me wrong. We got a riding mower. We got a riding mower. Hey, that, but, hey that, I, I just want to highlight what you just said. Like, yeah, oh, this is my heart. Like I totally get that. You know, anyone who thinks that staying home with a, with a child is, is easy. Hasn't had a child. Right. And right. it's, it's a lot of work and dedication and no, it's nonstop. And so that's super cool, man, that you've been able to do that. And so as a, I guess from a, from a, so, when we were in New Zealand, remember that years and years ago, we were in New Zealand. Yeah. Wasn't that a great competition? That was so much fun. That was amazing. Man. That was, so that was my, my wife and I were dating at the time. That was our first big trip. That was real. I told her I loved her on that trip. And that I was like sparks in the air. Yes. Like that was, I was like, if we can go on this trip and I like, you get on a plane and you go to New Zealand with someone, you're going to find out if it's going to work or not. And I knew on that trip that like, that was, the, that was someone I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And it was pretty cool. That was a special trip. Dude, it's so funny. Cause we were, we were out there. I remember all of us were hanging and I think Ashley was pregnant or Ashley was pregnant at the time, but you guys were so cool. And we were all having a good time, but I'm glad to hear 
We did the Haka. You remember that? Oh my gosh. Remember the Haka, dude? <laughs> oh man. I got to pull up that video one of these days. I got to watch that again. Oh. That Haka was incredible. But you do, so I mean, good. so speaking of like competition moments, right? You've competed in a lot of events. Uh, that one definitely stands out in my mind for, from an event sure. that I've competed in. But you've yeah. competed in so many events and from open regionals, games, sectionals, whatever they're called, you know, a bunch of stuff. Um, so like looking back on it, does anything kind of, any one particular event stand out to you? I'm really like over all the years, like one that just stands out good or bad. Cause I have, um, I actually have both, uh, you know, good and bad, but I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah. So, um, actually the year that you were referring to that I took an 11th, that was my worst finish. And after the games that year, and it's, it's not even like actually a moment on the floor. There were moments on the floor where I took some chances near the end that, you know, kind of knocked me down, but I wasn't trying to, I was trying to get on the podium and I took some chances and looking back, there's not, there's never a games that I look back and I'm like, I wish I would have did this. Like I've always done what was in my heart and left, left me feeling great, but I definitely walked away that year after taking 11th and I hadn't taken anything, I think below sixth up no, until bro, that you, point. You, you were top 10. I mean, I mean, dude, undeniably your consistency is incredible. Undeniable. And well, here's, so here's what happened is like, we walked away from the weekend and like, we were walking out, like, this is, you know, you're hanging with your friends and family and you're, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're celebrating that the competition is over. And you know, my wife was like looking at me and she's like, she's like, knows I'm like upset and not, you know, having a great time. And we like end up walking out and um, there was a group of guys that came up and they were like, Hey man, like, you know, can we, can we get like a, a, an autograph and a picture? And they came up and they got their picture taken and they, things started talking and we're, you know, the one guy's like, uh, they're my buddies. Like they were talking about your weekend. And I was just like, ah, like, wasn't that, wasn't that great? They're like, no, man. My buddy's like, yeah, he's, he got the heart of a lion though. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, like lions can be tamed. He's, he's a, he's a wolf. And I was like, I was like, okay. And he's like, he's like, he's like, you can't tame a wolf. And like, all of a sudden, like, as soon as he said it, it just started downpouring. And like, and there's just like this moment where we were like howling in the streets of Madison, like, oh, and like, like random guy all my that friends, just like, just some random guys. And like, we're just talking about like, he was, he was like pointing out his favorite moments in the weekend. And my, you know, one buddy's talking about lions. He's talking about wolves. And, and like, all of a sudden we came back and we had this like, feed the wolf and like my group of friends like we were just like this is the wolf pack we're coming back for another year and like it was kind of like this like defining moment where like I was like man these people like just took 11th and like you know they're they with me they're, yeah, yeah. They, they're with me and they're, it's just like I think I just I keep I kept coming back for more because I felt like I just had a little bit more in me and I felt like I could get a little bit better and I wanted you know I want to finish my career knowing that like I got as good as I possibly could get. And whatever that is, it is like, that's what God has planned for me. And, uh, you know, the, the more and more I look at it is it's like, it's not even like, it's not a pass fail at the end of the year of like how you do it. It's like, it's like, did you do everything at the games that you could do? Yes or no. And then you can walk away with your head held high. And that's left me like fulfilled. And it's left me wanting to come back year after year, because here I am at 33. Like if you would have told me two years ago, Scott, you're going to go snatch 300 at your semifinal at 33. I was Dude. like, I'd, I'd, I'd tell you, I'd be like, Jason, I haven't hit that since like 2017. Like, but 
it's in there. Like, so it's, it's just really cool to be able to like see that progress and um, have the right people around me. And like, I, I couldn't ask for a better team, like from, you know, the, the guys out at mayhem that are helping me with programming to my, my wife, my brothers, my family, and all my training partners and my community at mentality. Like that's, what's kept me hungry and coming back for more. Dude, the wolf, the wolf, baby. Bro. <laughs> feed the wolf, baby. That's where feed the wolf came from. <laughs> so, so speaking of uh, feeding the wolf, I am curious, like you are 33 and you talk about like waking up and having like WD 40 and whatnot. So how, is, <laughs> yeah. how, is, how is your body feeling now? Because I, I almost see it as like two different lanes. Like part of me thinks that I'm hitting like this uh, for lack of a better term, like, like a man strength versus boy strength. Like for, and I'm just speaking for myself, right? Like yeah. that, that I, I'm feeling that I'm getting stronger, even though I'm not necessarily putting as much volume or I'm not training as heavy as often my strength yeah. gains get big easier than they maybe used to be when I was in my early twenties. Um, but my body's definitely beat up a little bit more than it was in my twenties. So like, how is your body feeling and how does your body react to strength gains and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, the more I move, the better I feel when I, when I like take a, like that week I took, I took like a week kind of easy, but I was like trying to just do enough to like keep my body moving. But like, I came in, I was like, I felt like I couldn't even get in a full depth air squat. And I was just like, if I'm moving a ton and moving a lot, I feel great. Uh, my strength is, is still there. It hasn't been a huge focus. For me, actually, in the last year and a half, I've been really trying to put a lot of focus into just um, a, a lot of conditioning. And that's what has allowed me to stay, you know, um, stay in the mix with some of these young gunners that are just guns blazing every day. And uh, I, I feel good as long as I'm moving. And like I said, having young training partners, it kind of just takes your mind off it because you don't want to be that old dude walking in talking about how sore and tired you yeah. are you know you want to hear the young bucks talking about it then you look over and you're like mm, don't yeah. don't be telling don't be telling me about sore <laughs> like we'll see you we'll see you in a few more years <laughs> right dude creating that that training environment and so speaking of training environment um you own a gym and yeah uh cross mentality and how 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 did covid impact your business and then what have you guys been doing like what type of pivots have you been making? Like what, what's, what's yeah. happening now in your business and what happened over the past? Yeah. So over COVID, um, you know, we got shut down for two months and prior to us shutting down, we rented out every piece of equipment mm -hmm. in our gym and we kept, um, we, we gave everyone the option, um, to stay on a membership and we created kind of an online virtual membership that, um, you got this package, kind of this gym package that you could take home with you. So, Part of your online gym membership um, was you'd get a, a weighted implement and a jump rope, and you could come in, pick whatever weighted implement you wanted, kettlebell, dumbbell, plate. Um, and then from there, that was like our base. And then everyone, everyone had the option to do that. And then from there, you could kind of upgrade and you could take a bike, you could take a rower, you could take... Um, you know, other pieces of equipment, a barbell. And so we rented everything out and that was a, that was a pretty scary thing to do, but oh, yeah. I, I was, I would rather get it in the hands of the, you know, the people I care about the most 
and uh, give them something to do because I didn't know how long we were going to be shut down. And I wanted them to be able to keep the momentum moving forward. So we created these, uh, an online program. We did, you know, just like a lot of other people, we were doing things through zoom, which was tough because it wasn't really made for that. So we were, we were working to figure things out there. Um, We, our coaches, we kept all of our coaches um, on and we utilized them to create videos of warm-ups, cool-downs. Um, we had them running virtual classes. And for the most part, um, we probably kept about 75% of our, our members um, on, a, on a membership and, or some version of a membership. And then we had some people that didn't do anything and they, they still stuck with us and supported us through that tough time, which was amazing. And, you know, we got every piece of equipment back. Oh boy. Yeah. It that's was tough. Well, it, yeah. yeah. It was, it was well, it was well taken care of. Um, it took a little bit of time, but uh, you know, each month we were starting to get more and more people coming back. And I would say just these last like month and a half, six weeks, um, we're starting to see our, you know, new people coming in and, and the numbers kind of going back, you know, with the, with people coming in and saying like, Hey, like I want to start CrossFit you know, for a while when we opened back up, it was just like our members, you know, our members coming back. Right. Right. And right. No, but nobody knew was like, Hey, I want to venture out and start CrossFit today. But, um, we're getting to the point now where, you know, our numbers are going back up, our communities getting back in the mix of things. And they're, they're really just excited to be back in the gym and together. And I think what we learned from this was, you know, what we're doing in these gyms. And, and I, I told our members, this is that they are the most equipped to take on this pandemic. Oh, yeah. You know, what would be really unfortunate is if you didn't know how to do an air squat or uh, a push up or burpees, or you didn't know how to like what fitness was. And you spent two months just laying on your couch, watching Netflix, like you can't try to figure out fitness. So I said, you know, you guys are going to be the leaders Um, in your households, uh, with your family, with your friends, with the people around you that you're going to need to lead people to eat healthy, to exercise and to find things that you can do. And we're going to share as many healthy tips and, and programming and workouts that you guys can do at home to keep you moving, but you're going to need to like step up and do it. And it could be the one thing that saves your life. And as scary as that is, like that's, you know, for a lot of people, like, CrossFit, CrossFit can save your life. Like, oh yeah. Whether, I mean, whether it's, whether it's COVID or, or any type of chronic disease, like what, what we're doing is we're, you know, teaching people how to, how to move, how to, uh, how to move efficiently and, and how to create, um, you know, this healthy lifestyle. And that's what it is. It's not just like a fitness program, like people really buy in and it's a, it's a lifestyle. For sure. For sure. I mean, here in California, we got hit really hard. We were closed down for a lot longer than two months. And yeah, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we definitely have tools. Our members have tools to stay active and stay healthy and which is, which is incredible. So for your gym, you also though, so you've collaborated over the years. So you've been in the game a long time. I mean, dude, like a decade plus, right. And you've had a lot of opportunities with sponsorships, with different business opportunities. So do you have someone help you navigate those opportunities. And then I guess something I want to dive into, and I think this is important to note that there will be a turning of the guard. And I think you've seen this in different points in CrossFit, right? Where you had some guys who kind of start off in the beginning and then there was some new guys that came in and then now there'll be some mm-hmm. new guys who come in and that's fine. Yeah. That's sport works. But I wonder what type of advice you give your brothers, new guys, and then how do you deal with sponsorships? How do you deal with business opportunities? You said that 
you learn to say no more often, which I think is something I'm working on. But I want to kind of dive into that. Like, what type of advice do you have for the new athletes coming up? What do you currently do? What do you navigate? What businesses are you part of, et cetera? Yeah. You know, when when I started back in 2012, I took fourth. And I think I walked away. You know, I took, I I think I walked away from the games with maybe three or $4,000 as the prize purse at that point. And it's definitely come a long way from there, but I knew, you know, and, and if I was in it for the money, I, I might've left right after that year. Like right. I probably, that was enough to cover my flight, my hotel and, you know, you know, the expenses that come from the trip. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you know, some foods run in between events. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. How much? So, uh, so I would encourage young athletes to, you know, I, I know the sports working to become a professional, like everybody wants to see it become a professional sports, but it's, it's still obviously really young. Um, I would encourage athletes to have a, a side hustle. Like you need to be working on something that, that allows you to do what you love to do. Like I, I love to train. I love to be in the gym. So it made sense for me to take, you know, the, the, the money and the opportunity, the opportunities that came my way early on to create a business that could provide for my family someday. Um, you know, being an athlete, you know, the CrossFit games, isn't going to be paying me after I'm done competing. Like I'm not getting a pension from them or anything like that, but the affiliate and what I've built here that kind of exists alongside with me competing, that will be something that can take care of my family. Um, partnerships are great. If you have the right people, I, I, you know, I have a, a close friend of mine that has helped me with, um, you know, a lot of, uh, sponsorships, but you have to find somebody that you trust, you know, early on, you know, you're going to have a lot of, of people, you know, knocking on your door, like, Hey, let me help you out. Let me help you do this. And it's like, you need to find the right person that you trust because they are a representation of you. And early on, like I, I made some mistakes of trusting some people. I just assumed everybody, you know, would, would be willing, would, would take care of me and, and, and think like me. And that's, that's not necessarily the case. So the guy I'm working with now is a, a very, very close friend of mine. Um, he's someone that when I look at his characteristics, I'm like, this guy is just like, like, just like me. And I feel like when he goes and talks about me that he is, you know, one doing things that are much how I would want them done. So I would be very picky with, if you are going to use representation that you find the right person and someone that, that cares about you trust and that you trust, and then, uh, you know, continue to explore what CrossFit and what fitness can do for you. Uh, you know, as I've continued to compete, yes, there's been, you know, partnerships that have allowed me to make this, you know, the, the CrossFit side of it more of a full-time position, but early on, I didn't have those opportunities when, you know, you see a lot of these new athletes coming into the sport, you know, they're, they're trying to figure it out too. I, you know, I look at my younger brothers um, and, you know, I, I remember what it was like in, in 2012 and 13. I remember when Reebok approached me for the first time and I oh, yeah. was like, oh my gosh, dude, I'm about to be a Reebok athlete. Like I've, I've totally made it. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a huge opportunity, but like, what can you do? with that opportunity. So I would encourage people to start thinking about like their future, you know, is it taking, uh, like, I took a lot of the money that I made from, you know, that partnership and paid off my student loans and like got out of debt. Like, uh, like, you know, I went to a division three school and I had to pay for my education. So, you know, 
doing things like that, that are, are going to help me down the road and are investing into my business and investing into me, um, you know, that's what makes someone a, a professional, not in CrossFit, but, you know, kind of in, in, in just health and fitness in general. Yeah. And so you went to, you played football, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what parallels have you seen? Like, I mean, it was a while ago since you played football. In yeah. So oh, it's been, what position been a while. Play? I was a running back and slot receiver. That's right. You're a running back. Dude, you yeah. just mean ass running back. Oh my God. <laughs> and so, you know, what type of parallels have you seen and what type of things have you developed? So football, definitely a team sport, obviously. Yeah. And you pivot into a, a individual sport. And you kind of went, or not kind of, you did, excuse me, go back team, and then you're coming back individual. And so what type of things have you seen going from team to individual? What things have you liked? What things are a little bit more challenging? Um, specifically, I guess we should talk about the CrossFit side because you're actually one of the unique people who went team, excuse me, individual, team, individual. Most people who went, go individual, go to team, and they never come back to individual. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a different beast. You're relying on other people. Um, when you're ready to push the go buttons, you better, your teammates got to be ready too, and, and vice versa. And I think, um, you know, what I found is, is being an individual, you have that ability to like hold all the responsibility. And there's definitely a pressure that comes along with, all of that responsi uh, responsibility being on you. It actually individual reminds me a lot of wrestling because there's Did no like high school or I rest. Yeah. I wrestled in high school and that was one of the sports I played uh, growing up. I, I didn't wrestle all the way through. I came back out. My, I wrestled third through eighth grade, ran indoor track and then came back out and wrestled my senior year of high school just for fun. Um, but there's a lot of, uh, of uh, parallels, I think between being a wrestler and being an individual CrossFit athlete, um, when you step out on the mat, it's, it's, it's such a personal, uh, it's one-on-one, -on -one, all eyes on you. And the coach didn't do anything. Like you were either ready or you aren't ready and you can't blame it on the goalie or you can't blame it on the quarterback or your coach called the wrong play. Like it was you. And that's what it feels like being an individual is like, there is a little bit of pressure there. And I felt it a little bit um, getting back on the floor for the semifinals. Like I haven't been on a floor in a year and a half. And it was like a good feeling. I really think it was a big reason that I had, you know, some great moments early on with the strength event, because I just had this like good adrenaline and good, like good stress. And if you use it the right way, it can be very powerful, but it also can be something that, you know, knocks you down. And when you're stepping on the floor with a team, you know, you're not just focused on your feelings or your thoughts or your game plan going into the workout and what's plan B if plan A fails and you're, you're talking and communicating and there's definitely um, a little more um, responsibility there that is, that's shared and I think it takes away a little bit of the stress because in, in some moments your teammates can help you. Right. Um, as an individual, you come out on the floor and you do too many handstand pushups and you're a handstand pushup prison. It's, it's on you. Rich isn't going to come in and save yeah. you. <laughs> handstand <laughs> pushup prison. I've never heard it that referred to it that way. That's great. That's what it feels like. Doesn't oh, it? When you do one too many? I've been, I've been a handstand pushup prison before. Man. It's not fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, t- team is, it's, it's fun. I, I really liked it. It was exciting. It definitely made me feel like being on a, a football team again, um, having the opportunity to like step in in moments and like help the team. And then also having moments where like people can step in and help you. And I, I, you know, that, that takes away a little stress. So like, I think going from individual to team was, was made things less stressful. Now it might've been a little different at the games, but you know, when you go the other way, I think that's when people are like, wow, this is a lot different being by myself. Like, you know, what do I, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, I'm, I, I think that's a, yeah, going, going for me, I went from individual for seven years. I went team for a year and, um, would you think that? Yeah, yeah. It's different, right? Like it's fun. It's it, kind of fun. Like, it, it, dude, it was fun. I'll, I'll tell you one thing about going team that, that I didn't understand until I went it. I spent so many years trying to get good at things that I wasn't as good at. Right. So like, let's yeah. just say for you, you're talking about your endurance. I spent yeah. so much time working my gymnastics and endurance. Whereas when I went team, I kind of could work some of the things that I like to do because I had yeah. the rest of the team that was able to kind of step up in other areas. Whereas when yeah. you're individually, you don't have that. So that was one of the benefits right. of my team. Yeah, for sure. It, it's, it makes it, it makes it fun. Like it felt, it felt fun. Not that being an individual isn't fun. Like, you know, as an individual, I feel like winning is fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> being on a team is fun because you're like, we did it together. Like, like sharing it. No, it was one of the yeah. things that I, you know, um, when, when I performed well at an event and I would go see my family, it would be like, we did this together. Cause I really believe that it takes a, uh, takes a tribe to kind of make something like this happen. But sure. when you're actually on the same team, there's really that shared suffering that gets into this final thing where like the bonds that you're created when you do see success, celebrating that with that team is something really special. And that was something I really got out of being team versus individual is that in an individual, I knew how much hard work I put in. And yes, people have an idea, but when you're on a team, you really know. So that was something I was kind of yeah. curious about being on a team, right? And yeah, and it's that respect that you get from like knowing how hard they worked. Yeah. You know, like you're like, man, like I know how hard you've been working on your running or your muscle ups and you see somebody just like Crushing. dig in. Yeah. And I, I've actually experienced it, um, you know, with my brother Saxon at, at regionals in the games and like being able to share moments with him, you know, when he did well or I did well and, um, that, that was like probably the closest thing to team before I'd actually gone team was just like that. It's that mutual respect that like, there's as much as everyone's like, they think they know what training is like leading up to the games. Like, I, I think a lot of people just think we show up and are just really good. I don't think a lot of people really understand like what goes into like those, just those five days of like, Hell. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so leading up to the, the, the events, you know, you got maybe, like I said, you know, we have X amount of weeks left. Um, how many hours a day do you see yourself training from now? And then what weird stuff do you think is going to potentially come out? What are you thinking about training? I mean, I just at a high level, yeah. if you have some secret, secret potion that you, you know, you're going to go stand on a stand up paddleboard with one footed or whatever, and you don't want to tell other people about it. That's fine. I'm just curious. Oh no, no. I don't, I <laughs> I mean, I look at the games and, and there's always traditional CrossFit, like you're going to see running. And like, for me, like that's, that's like sprinting is great. That's always been a good event for me at the games, but like longer runs 
and just that in, that longer endurance piece has always been tough for me. I mean, you remember what the the triple three was like and oh, yeah. some of those longer events. So like for me, like dialing in and continuing to, you know, work those longer sessions into my training is going to be really important for me. And then, you know, odd objects, like I have one of those pigs, um, you know, kettlebell deadlifts, uh, you know, a lot of those kind of like sled drags, sled poles, um, you know, all those like dummy carries, like uh, you, you can, you get to work some of those like odd objects and, um, things that you don't traditionally do all year long. Um, but my, honestly, my training is not going to change a lot. And like I said, from 2019 until now, like I've been putting in more swimming, I've been putting in longer workouts and I've been doing a lot of the things that I needed to do to get ready for this moment. That's going to come in the next five and a half weeks. And that's like, that's a good feeling to have because it's like, it's, and, and you know, this, I mean, you've done it long enough. If you're, if you're training for the games, you can really mess up and not be prepared during the open and not be prepared during the semifinal and the quarterfinals. Like you're, you can miss out on some little elements that like, you know, your, your AMRAPs or, you know, whatever it is. And you're so focused on all these like odd objects and things that you, you aren't doing those. Um, I felt like I was able to put those things in and get better at those things since 2019. So I'm excited to kind of see how it plays off and, uh, and what this year brings. Dave always comes up with something new to, oh, yeah. he'll, you he'll know, have something new. And so leading up into the games, I guess one of my last questions I, I am curious about is, do you, do you have a consistent thing that you like to eat or drink during the events? Because as you know, um, you know, the, the challenge, and this is back in the day, it used to be way worse, right? Because you wouldn't have yeah. any schedules. You would just be like, oh, well, you have an event now. And, you know, I remember like in the 9, 10, 11 games, it was like literally like, hey, you guys would be back on the floor in an hour. So you would just have to like grab a bar or do whatever you could. Now mm-hmm. you know a little bit more about slightly when you're going to be competing. What does that look like for you? Yeah. So nutrition is, is key to having a great weekend. And it is the hardest thing in the world to eat during those five days. Like you're eating just to eat because you know, you just need the fuel. Uh, I started taking a product called Bucan that has been a game changer for me. And (laughs) it's funny. I like, before we did the triple three back in regionals a few years ago, um, Danny from steady MD, uh, was telling me, I was, I was telling him, man, I'm waking up a lot in the middle of the night and I like need something to like, like I'm hungry in the middle of the night. And he said, try this, you can stuff. So I tried it and I was like, oh, this, you know, kept me asleep. I felt pretty good. And then he goes, try it before your endurance workout. So I did. And like, I did the, you know, triple three in practice. And I was like, I finished it. And I was like, man, I'm really fit right now. Like didn't give any credit to like, the product I took, I was just like, I'm just really fit. Right. And then uh, it was like a week or two later that I was going to regionals. I was like, I don't want to be taking anything. Like, you know, I don't want to like, you know how it is with supplements that you're not like, you haven't and, taken enough. And to for know. the record, for anybody listening, you can is a protein supplement. We are not, to, or it's a protein supplement. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're not talking protein, about something crazy. We're not no, talking no, no, about no. <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's an, actually an endurance supplement that um, they make a protein and then they also make like a, a it's like a carb energy. Um, it was actually an interesting story. They, they created for um, a boy that had a severe case of uh, like blood sugar issues where yep. his, his insulin would just drop. And 
they created it so that it would balance his blood sugar through the night and through the day. And he was like, he, that way he could actually sleep through the night. Um, and then they found that it's like really good for endurance runners. And then I, I, you know, I found that like, this has really helped me like kind of keep my gas tank full uh, when I'm training. So I do the triple three, it murders me at regionals. Like I was like two minutes off my time. I'm like, what the heck happened? Like I did it like a week and a half ago and was fine. Yeah. And you know, it, it took me probably like another three or four months before I was like, Oh man, like it, maybe it was that you can stuff I took. So I started taking it again. And, um, I, I, I love the product. It's, you know, like I said, they make a, a protein, they make a carb, they actually make food. They do a granola and almond butter. Uh, they do bars and it has the same kind of carb formula that is um, just giving you sustainable energy and keeping your blood sugar from crashing, which, you know, as well as I do that, you know, middle of the day, you're trying to find something to eat that isn't going to like make you want to take a nap. And this has been a go-to product for me um, through training days, through competition days and something that I'll be definitely pumping into my body, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the games. Yep. Yep. Basically they've created, and again, um, uh, they've created like a, a slow absorbing, uh, mm -hmm. it, it, it levels out your blood, blood sugar levels. Like you were saying, right. Yeah. Very slow. Keeps them from spiking. Yeah, yeah ex exactly. And so that's, you can, and, and uh, this, this episode brought to you by, you can, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I happen to be asking you and I mean, that's, that's your answer. I and mean, that's really good. And so you'll be looking at that kind of stuff um, for the games. And so, you know, I guess to kind of sum up, you know, like you got a really exciting five, six weeks from nothing just by talking to you, man, I, I could just tell the energy's right, you know? And so, um, you know, what else, like over the next couple of weeks, aside from focusing on, the, I mean, that, that is the focus. That's the focus. Yeah. Then after the games, you have something you want to go do. You're going to go take a vacation with your wife. What are you going to do? For sure. We're going to definitely, uh, shut down and take our little girl on her first vacation, find a beach somewhere, lay on the beach, drink pina coladas and like just relax with, with one another. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And you kind of, you kind of put that in the, the back of your mind and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Five weeks, five weeks, three days, five weeks, two days, five weeks, one day. That's the carrot. That's <laughs> like just, the, yeah. It's know. just like dangling in front yeah. of you for sure. I, so I'm excited. I love it, man. Well, Hey, for anybody listening, um, first off, I love talking to you and I love catching up on everything you're doing, man. It's so great to watch you, just your dedication over the years. Uh, what's the best place to find out more about Scott? Yeah, so uh, Instagram, Scott Pantic is probably what I, I utilize the most to, to share my story. I love it, brother. Well, hey, thanks for your time and we'll be in touch soon, huh? All right, sounds good, buddy. We'll see you.